Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. a bit on the agenda today and a heap to work through over the next hour. We'll bring you up to speed on all the major stories from the day in sport. And of course, Time On is really all about your say on the news of the day. So one 736 736 the number. Let's crack into it. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. I hope you had as good a day as you possibly can in whatever circumstances you're currently finding yourself in. Uh, thanks to anyone who got tested today, vaccinated today, all the frontline workers doing a remarkable job. And uh, we can just see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, we get out and about in the world again. Uh, he's making news in the sporting world, and uh, Time Warner is all about your say on the news of the day. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. So Melbourne Storm today, uh, front of a press conference. We'll go through that in just a moment. Just the one trade today uh, in the trade period that uh, currently uh, Gary Lyon is calling the depth trade period. So we'll hear those comments uh, a little later on as well. Adam Kingsley uh, spoke to Mornings, uh, so close to several senior jobs. Uh, over the last couple of years, Adam Kingsley, and so highly regarded um, as a footy mind and person. So we're uh, looking forward to hearing what he had to say about missing some of those jobs and uh, where things are at for certain aspects of uh, Richmond's off-season and what's ahead for them next season uh, as well. So some trade stuff, uh, some rugby league stuff as well to get through. Also to the Ashes Tour, uh, the big question mark that hangs over this tour at the minute has been discussed from several people today and we'll bring you those views uh, across the next hour as well. 0433 is the temper text line. Temper, a mattress like no other. You can find me there, but I'd love to hear from you more so. one three hundred. 736 736 is the number so give me a call to have your say on the news of the day so the only trade that's been done today is uh geelong trading nathan kruger and pick 55 to collingwood for pick 41 um kruger arrives uh from after three seasons at the cattery 22 years of age uh, he made his debut in round 20 against North Melbourne as a key defender, 196 centimetres. He was out of Adelaide as a forward but played back for the Cats. He was very thankful for Geelong, uh, to Geelong for his time at Cadinia Park, saying, Geelong gave me my first chance and I'll be forever grateful for that, Kruger said. I thank those who nurtured me and showed me the way and I know they understand why. Collingwood is the right place for me to take my career. I'm really looking forward to fitting in with a young group and experiencing the Collingwood way. Uh, GM of footy at the Pies, Graham Wright, has welcomed... Kruger to the Holden Centre, saying Collingwood has had an interest in Nathan for some time. We like his athleticism, speed, and at 22 years of age, he can grow with our program. He's, he's, he is versatile and someone who, with his aerial capabilities, can complement Brody Mycheck and Darcy Cameron and our other tall forwards. We're very happy to have him on board. So that would tell us that they see Nathan Kruger 
as a key forward option, and it's been an area that they're lacking in Collingwood. So maybe he's a player that they don't have to pay anything for, and they think that he shows enough signs that they can develop him into the key forward that they've been uh, so lacking uh, over recent seasons. Uh, so, Pies fans, your, your thoughts on that? one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A few announcements coming out of the Pies today that also, too, Neville Jetta becoming part of uh, their uh, coaching group. Uh, he's going to be a development coach uh, with the Pies, 31 years of age, uh, just earlier this week, I reckon it was, that we were announcing, or he was announcing, his retirement, um, he missed out on playing in Melbourne's drought-breaking premiership, but 159 games uh, at the D's, 13 years at the highest level. He was um, an All-Australian small defender in 2017. Uh, got delisted five seasons earlier than that, but uh, he really did make the most of his second opportunity uh, with the Demons as a rookie and became one of the best one-on-one small defenders in the competition. And for anybody that you speak to that's had anything to do with Neville Jetta, just a fantastic person and a great uh, football individual. So uh, that's a very, very good get for the Pies. Uh, if only that pesky boardroom stuff would go away. Uh, and as for Nathan Kruger, a lot of people going with the uh, Freddy Krueger references and gags. I'm not sure why uh, more people aren't mentioning Kruger Industrial Smoothing from Seinfeld and all the relevant gags that could come with that. I think it's a rich I think it's a deeper mind. I think it's a, a, a more productive, um, and, and I think it'll bear more fruit to mine that particular territory to get those kind. If you want to make gags and references, I think there's so much more that you could get uh, out of Kruger Industrial Smoothing for the Seinfeld fans. Yeah, so I'm more than happy for you to flick those in. Any Seinfeld gag in reference to Nathan Kruger and Mr. Kruger. I've always thought that I've always wondered whether he was the kid in the picture uh, with Mr. Kruger that George got photoshopped uh, because he was in the background of it from the day at the beach where they threw all his clothes in the water. So if you wanted to come up with any of those gags or references, we've had all the Freddy Kruger ones. Now let's turn our attention to Seinfeld and the floor is yours uh, for the best gags uh, and references. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 736 736 The other news today... Regards to the Melbourne Storm, so after a minor premiership this year, they were bundled out of the finals in the prelims um, by Penrith, who went on to obviously win the premiership on Sunday night. And then the video came to light during grand final week, Cam Munster, Brandon Smith and Chris Lewis um, in a video where uh, a substance was on the bench and that they were in and around. Uh, so all three have fronted up to the media today, uh, including... Uh, the boss, Justin Rodsky, uh, they have all spoken to the media. They've all released statements. They have all had uh, penalties handed down. Uh, so all players have accepted full responsibility for their actions, which resulted in the NRL serving each of them with a breach notice under the codes of conduct. So the NRL has fined Cam Munster an official breach notice, the $30,000 fine and a one-match suspension. Brandon Smith, a $15,000 fine with the breach notice and a one-match suspension. Chris Lewis, the breach notice, a $4,000 fine and an NRL uh, and a one-match NRL suspension. So their fines were based on their wage uh, and a percentage thereof. In addition to the NRL sanctions, the, the players have accepted club-enforced actions that will take effect immediately. So for Cam Munster, and each player has, reached, uh, has released an individual statement as well. We're going to hear from them all in just a minute. But in addition to the NRL sanctions, Cam Munster has a $100,000 fine suspended. He has additional behaviour behavioural conditions added as part of his disciplinary action agreement. He's been stood down from the senior leadership group. He will enter and complete a four-week rehabilitation program. He will abstain from alcohol for a period of 12 months. 
and he will have consultation with the club medical team and health professionals to individualise a comprehensive ongoing welfare program. Brandon Smith, a 50k fine, additional behavioural conditions um, are added to part of his disciplinary action agreement, stood down from the emerging leadership group, consultation with the club medic team and health professionals uh, as part of an individualised comprehensive ongoing welfare program. For Chris Lewis, 10k fine, the additional conditions as well as he will assist in developing a new education program for the young NRL talent and elite pathways program. And he will consult with the medical team and the health professionals to get an individual comprehensive uh, ongoing welfare program as well. This was Justin Rosky's Justin Rodsky's uh, opening statement in the press conference uh, earlier today. The last week has been incredibly challenging and difficult for everyone involved in our club. Cameron, Brandon and Chris know they've let down the club, their teammates, coaches and staff. They've let down our members, fans, corporate partners, past players and more broadly the game. The club, quite simply, is devastated that our culture, which has been proudly built over many years, has been brought into question. The players are genuinely remorseful what has happened. They've made a significant error in judgment and they're here today to own their decisions and take responsibility for their actions. They know it will take more than a starring performance on the field or an apology made in a statement today to earn back the trust and respect that they've lost. But importantly, they're not hiding away from the issue and have committed to taking the necessary steps to address their behaviour and mental health to ensure they make better decisions in the future and they can influence others to also make better choices and better decisions in life. Justin Rodsky's uh, Storm CEO today at the press conference where the sanctions were announced and further sanctions from the club handed down as well. Uh, Cam Munster spoke. As you all know, the two videos of me emerged online last week which raised some serious concerns. As you have read in the media, I met with the Storm Management and the NRL Integrity Unit shortly after the incident. I've been sanctioned for my actions and I accept that I should be sanctioned. As some of you maybe have made know, I've, I've had a difficult relationship with alcohol in the past. I thought I had dealt with this issue, but clearly I still have some hurdles to overcome. I want you all to know that I'm working on that. Earlier this week, I made the decision in consultation with the club's doctor to seek some help with this battle. Starting tomorrow, I will be attending a treatment facility for the next four weeks. I know I've let a lot of people down and I'll do whatever it takes to restore your faith in me. Hopefully you'll see by my actions that I am dedicated to change. I want all kids out there to know that my behaviour was not okay. I ought to you all to be a better role model and I'll strive to do that in the future. I'm truly sorry to the NRL, to my club, to the board, to my teammates 
and to the members, to the sponsors and the fans, to the kids in sport and my family for putting myself in such a compromised position. It should never have happened. I want to send my apologies um, if any of my actions detracted from their grand final week um, when the focus should have been solely on, on them and, and their great achievements. I want to apologise to the NRL for my actions causing damage to the brand of the game during the pinnacle event of the year. To your broadcasters, sponsors, commercial partners, and to the fans, I sincerely apologise. I hate that I've added to the stereotype of players, but thank the NRL for understanding that I'm just a young man that made a poor mistake by putting myself in the situation I did. I would like to extend my deepest regrets and sincerest apologies for bringing the game into disrepute. My behaviour was inappropriate and caused damage to the reputation of the NRL and the Melbourne system. I would like to apologise to members, sponsors, teammates, fans, former players and the entire Storm family for tarnishing the finish to an otherwise amazing season. My actions should not detract from the amazing work done by the club in continuing to function and represent Victoria whilst in such trying circumstances. This has been an incredibly tough time for me personally and I would not wish it upon anyone. I am eager to share my experience with younger players and help ensure they do not put themselves in similar positions. Once again, I apologise for the damage caused by my actions and hope to make up for it in the future. Cam Munster, Brandon Smith, Chris Lewis at the Melbourne Storm press conference today as the sanctions were handed down for all three of those place, uh, for all three of those players by the NRL and uh, additional sanctions from the Melbourne Storm themselves. Uh, that press conference did get a little feisty. Career uh, Mail uh, senior. NRL writer Pete Bedell put it to Justin Rodsky that the process had been a farce, something that Justin Rodsky vehemently uh, opposed. Um, the players have said that they don't remember what the substance was and, and Justin Rodsky said that they weren't drug tested because they were out of season and the drug testing is um, conducted by the NRL um, not by the clubs themselves. And uh, Frank Panisi, uh, Storm GM of footy, was on with Dwayne Russell a little earlier today. Yeah, well, they were very keen to do it. Uh, that was, you know, I think that was important that they do that, and you know, apologise to respective our, our, you know, our partners, our, our commercial partners, our, our members, uh, you know, supporters, uh, fellow players, ex-players. I think it's that, that's what, that was really important. They do that, and they wanted to do it. So I don't think that was a case. Um, they were actually quite keen to do it last week, but the you know, real integrity were, were quite keen that we hold off on doing anything like that and just um, wait till the investigation. So, no, from the, the players' point of view, it's something they wanted to do. They they, they understand they brought the game in disrepute and they wanted to, in some small way, even though the apology certainly doesn't excuse the behaviour or, or ask for forgiveness, at least start the process. And the taking of responsibility was an important part of it for, for the Melbourne Storm and in the NRL's eyes as well? Oh, I have to, Dwayne. Absolutely it does. I mean, they've... Uh, yeah, they put themselves in a position that's brought a you know, to, um, you know terrible shame to the to the, themselves. First of all, their families, the the, the club. Um, so yeah, I mean that's so uh, that they will they put themselves in that position regardless of you know the, the alcohol that 
how intoxicated they were and everything else that went about it. They, they made a very, very poor decision, very poor choice. They're good people, but made a very poor choice. So, you know, they, they obviously have to take that responsibility. More importantly now is just uh, understand how they can make better decisions in the future. And Storm GM of footy there, Frank Panisi. Uh, so that brings you up to speed on everything that's gone on today in regards to the uh, the, the scandal, well, the... the the uh, the issue that has confronted the Melbourne Storm this week, uh, I hate the word scandal, I don't want to sound like I'm a tabloid uh, newspaper, but it certainly is uh, not a great day uh, for the club, but that's how that was their response today. So uh, the sanctions handed down by the NRL, the Storm have imposed further sanctions themselves on the three players. Uh, all the details are up on the website, sen.com.au. There's a fair bit of info to get through there. So if you wanted to read it all, there is a story up, sen.com.au. There's a fair few texts coming through in regards regards to that. I've just got to go through those before I can make sure that they're uh, all safe to read out on air. Uh, and when we come back, uh, the state of play currently for the Ashes Tour, a massive question mark, isn't it, um, uh, around whether this tour is going to go ahead. There's some positive signs and positive noises coming out uh, of the, the ECB, but also, too, some things that have us a little bit concerned about whether the tour is going to go ahead. So we'll give you the latest uh, on that in just a moment. It's got Pendlebury's two-year deal as well. There's been coaching moves around the league as well, and uh, there might be an interesting situation developing with New South Wales and Victorian cricket, given they can't play anyone at the moment, but can they play each other? We'll talk about that uh, on the other side. And don't forget, phone lines always open. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Your say on the news of the day. Time on SEN. Speaking of which, the R fell off, and all it says now is K-Ooger. K-Ooger, that sounds like one of those old-time car horns, huh? K-Ooger, K-Ooger. <laughs> There we go. We're starting that. So Nathan Kruger, when he runs out for Collingwood for the first time next year, all the Collingwood faithful need to, in unison, roll out Cayuga, Cayuga. That can be the new... We, we don't have enough... We don't have enough chance for individual players, do we? We used to have the Wolf for, uh, Wolf for um, Ange Christou and there's a few others. Uh, Luke Bruce gets bruised and there's a couple of others. But we need more individual chance for individual players. And I think the Collingwood faithful can make Nathan Kruger a cult hero. That, of course, was Mr Kruger from Seinfeld where George points out that the R has fallen off the sign of Kruger and now it's just Cayuga, and that was his response. So we need to hear Cayuga, Cayuga echoing around the G the first time he gets a kick uh, or kicks a goal. So can we, can we buy into that, Collingwood fans? Is that something we can all do together? Uh, 0433 uh, off the text, Adam in Mulgrave. Kruger was at the Festivus for the rest of us. The Pies boardroom still going through the airing of grievances. <laughs> That's that's very good, Adam. That's my favourite text today. And the number ending in 254 that text in Cayuga, uh, very good as well. John in Brisbane, uh, I knew Kruger was heading to Collingwood. Apparently he bought a house in Elm Street uh, and went to my school, did uh, John in, in Brisbane. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Tooves, yeah, that used to echo around when Alan Toovey uh, was able to gain a possession. So I, I would love to see us do that. Uh, Collingwood faithful, you tell me whether that's something uh, that we can all get behind and get going. Cheer squad. It's going to take the Collingwood cheer squad to get that up and running. Just let me know if it's of interest. Um, and I'm happy to pass that on for free just to know that I've had just a small contribution to our great game. Uh, but that would make me laugh every single time if we were able to do that. A few texts coming through uh, in regards to the Melbourne Storm. Um, 
incredibly impressed with the Storm players fronting the media and taking uh, responsibility, clearly remorseful uh, and seeking to improve. Uh, I won't read that next part. Uh, we should take this as an example of how uh, to address the issue. Cheers from Brian. Uh, appreciate that. Um, off the text as well. Gee, I hate the way these players are wheeled out by clubs and humiliated for simply uh, blowing off some steam. That's from Greg, Greg and Glenroy. Storm at the end of an era by, says Simon. To quote Plough, I'm going to spew up if I hear any more of these BS cliche apologies. Please spare us all, you fools. Uh, they knew the rules. That's from Ron in Tatura. Um, Sammy, it's off-season behaviour. Why do they get such a big whack? Not endorsing their behaviour, but every day... Uh, people misbehave every now and then uh just food for thought uh and then absolutely cringe worthy stuff uh that's coming through off the text in regards to the melbourne storm sanctions and the players and the ceo fronting uh the press today zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen off the temper text temper uh, a mattress like no other a few other things that are making uh news today speaking of the pies as well scott pendlebury will remain with the club until at least the end of 2023. 33-year-old signed a two-year deal that could see him playing 18 seasons uh, in the black and white. Incredible performance from one of their greatest, if not the greatest pie of all time. 334 games for the club. He's led them on 183 occasions as skipper. Both are club records. He says, I'm glad to have come to an arrangement with the club to share in what feels like a new era. Being a one-club player was one thing... Uh, one thing being a one-club player was one thing, something I'm proud of, but my main motivation is to do all that I can to assist Fly and the new coaching group develop the squad. Uh, if you are not in contention, you have to be you have to be working towards it. That's exciting. Um, so, Pies fans, happy with the two-year deal for Pendles. Um, I know that the beautiful Evie was uh, cock-a-hoop this morning when she read the news, ran in. You'll never guess what, you'll never guess what. And I just, I, you know what I should have done? I should have just said, no, tell me what. But I just went, yeah, yeah, Pendles, and, and, and was quite dismissive. Um, and I feel like that'll come back to haunt me. Uh, anyway, not about me. Uh, Pies fans, 0433981116 off the temper, text temper, uh, a mattress like no other. Imagine Cayuga playing on Newman if, if they play Carlton. Yes. <laughs> How good's that going to be? Commentator's dream. Beautifully done uh, off the text. Uh, good luck with that. I tried to get Ooh Jamara, said Ooh Jamara. That's from uh, Rob Dog. Weed has come through. Uh, thank you for that one, Mark. That's one of the ones we used to call out. So individual player celebrations or chants when they get the ball. We've got one open to us here with Nathan Kruger doing the Cayuga from uh, Mr. Kruger in Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld, I never get tired of it. Not a day goes by when I don't have a Seinfeld reference moment. So that's the impact that it had on the greater culture. Anyway, back to a little bit of sport. So this England tour, um, will they or won't they uh, be coming? The updates today, uh, over the weekend, uh, this has come through from Cricket Australia. Over the weekend, we've been talking to England men's players uh, and management to provide them with the latest information about the proposed arrangement for this winter's scheduled Ashes tour. We remain in regular and positive dialogue with Cricket Australia over these arrangements. Uh, sorry, is this the English statement, is it, Julia? Is this the English statement? This is the English statement. We remain in regular and positive dialogue with Cricket Australia over these arrangements as the picture is constantly evolving. With health and wellbeing at the forefront, our focus is to ensure the tour can go ahead with conditions for players and management to perform at their best. We will continue talking to our players this week to share the latest information and seek feedback. Later this week, the ECB board will meet to decide whether the conditions in place are sufficient for the tour to go ahead and enable the selection of a squad befitting a series of this significance. They have also confirmed that they won't send a 
a second-rate squad. They will send a strong squad uh, if they are to come over. So um, that's positive. That's sort of a positive sound. That last line, though, has... Well, it has a couple of people uh, a little bit concerned. Um, Mike Gadding was on SEN Breakfast today and, and spoke about the empathy he has for the players at the moment, who really, it must be said, the English players have been doing more than their fair share in keeping international cricket afloat. I think they've played 18 tests over the last couple of years. They've toured, they've been to South Africa, um, they've been to New Zealand, they've been uh, to India, I believe, and they've been to various other locations as well. Um, Mike Gadding spoke to Gary and Tim this morning on SEN Breakfast. You know, I do have some empathy for them, certainly. Um, you know, and I hope I hope a lot of them will, will see their way forward and, and actually get themselves out to play. And I hope, hope the families are allowed out at, at some stage. We always were allowed families out, uh, uh, certainly at Christmas time, and it was always a great fun fun time to be uh, with the family uh, on tour in Australia. Um, so, you know, it, it's something that we always have had, so it's not such a great thing that, you know, people are saying they want their families out there uh, because it's something that we always had in the past. So um, I just think it's been strange times, I say, and I think that the fact that the guys have been in quarantine or in and out of quarantine, they've played a lot of cricket, um, probably a lot more than the Australian team have, and uh, and they've probably been with their families a bit further. So, yeah, I was a bit surprised uh, with, with Tim Payne's comments when, uh, you know, they haven't played that much cricket themselves. Uh, Tim Payne's comments, of course, coming uh, on uh, his program with Jack Rewalt, um, uh, Jack and Payne uh, on SEN in Hobart, um, where he said that the two, that the Ashes are going to go ahead with or without. He said that's a choice the England players have to make. It will go ahead with or without Joe Root. Um, and as as Peter Lawler spoke about today, that there's often uh, a little bit of tongue-in-cheek when it comes to Tim Payne. And maybe in, when it was written down, certain people took it quite seriously. And the response has been pretty strong coming from uh, several members of the English cricket fraternity, which you can understand. Because, as I said, they've done more than their fair share at the moment to, to keep tours alive around the world. They've been on them. They've hosted them. Um, in Australia, we we backed out of South Africa. We uh, took a well, uh, we, I won't, we, well, we took a squad that wasn't our strongest to the West Indies, did we? After several players said they'd had enough of um, of COVID bubble, they'd had enough of COVID bubbles, and they had fatigue on that, and they came back from uh, the the uh, the IPL. Uh, some have gone back over to that, and uh, so. Yeah, we, we have pulled the pin on a few things or taken uh, less than full-strength squads to other tours, um, but England have certainly uh, kept playing and uh, have kept international cricket alive. Now, the counter-argument to that is that maybe if they had some of the stronger measures in place that we are proposing, that maybe the last test uh, against India wouldn't have had to have been called off. So you can sort of see it uh, from, from every angle. But uh, Todd Greenberg, who's now the, uh, the, the CEO of the Australia's, Australian Cricketers Association, uh, he spoke to Gary and Tim as well today. No, look, we've been very confident that it'll be played, and we've been saying that for a period of time. Nothing overnight changes that. I think... The English statements overnight are, are pretty correct and pretty accurate and pretty reasonable given that, you know, it's a big tour and um, they want to make sure everything's in place. But all of our Australia and our own players have said that um, we've got a very good plan in place. And I think it's important also to understand that those plans will be in place for both teams uh, in exactly the same way, both the Australian players and families and the English players and families. So we're very confident in the planning from Cricket Australia and we're very confident the Ashes will go ahead as planned. 
Todd Greenberg, pretty confident all round. Uh, Peter Lawler, not so uh, today when he spoke to Sam Edmund uh, on SEN Mornings. He and Kane uh, carrying the load while Jared's away. Did Todd read the last line of the ECB <laughs> release, mate? Uh, I'll read it again because uh, it's been going round and round in my head all night. Later this week, the ECB board will meet to decide whether the conditions in place are sufficient for the tour to go ahead. That's one reason. And enable the selection of a squad befitting a series of this significance. Um, if I hadn't had empathy training, I'd say it's never stopped you before having a squad that doesn't befit a series of this significance. <laughs> but I've had empathy training, and uh, that that rattled me. That sentence yeah, rattled yeah. me, and I reckon it's rattled a few people around Australian cricket. Fingers crossed that this is a signal of some sort of empathy toward their playing group, who are as jittery as all get out um, and exhausted because they've been you know, treated like um, you know, they've been oh, they've, they've been hammered by their board. 20 tests in the last two years. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a bit disconcerting, mate. Uh, so Pete Lawler was on um, uh, Chief Cricket Writer of the Australian, uh, part of the SEN cricket commentary team. Uh, that was with Mornings with Sam Edmund a little earlier today. Simon O'Donnell was on with the Pipe, Dwayne's World, uh, Aussie cricket legend and uh, the senior statesman of the SEN track fraternity. Um, look, I'm reading that things I think are going to be OK. Um, you know, the challenges of the last two years have been you know, extraordinary uh, in, in all areas of life, if you like, and, and, and sport uh, hasn't been guarded from them. And you know, I, I think England need this series to go ahead as, as much as Australia do, not only for the, for the um, uh, I, I suppose, well-being of the sporting public in both nations and across the cricketing world, but, but also financially for, for um, uh, the countries going forward. You know, they, they, they need to be playing some cricket and, and putting on a show that, that entertains and, and um, you know, playing their role, I suppose, in the, in the rebuild of uh, not only here in Australia, but the rest of the world. Simon O'Donnell, a little early today with Dwayne on Dwayne's World. Uh, check out the podcast for all those chats at sen.com.au, whether it be Mike Gadding, Simon O'Donnell, Pete Lawler. Uh, they were all, uh, and Todd Greenberg, all on the station today. So sen.com.au or download the SEN app uh, to be able to relive all those moments in all their glory uh, via the podcast. Uh, so one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 I'm fascinated to get to read the temperature of the room. Um, it, at the moment, where do you sit? What's the pub test saying uh, about the Ashes? Uh, are you? Uh, do you think it's fair enough that the English team have got their concerns about the restrictions that they're going to have to tour under and possibly not with their families? Obviously, that's all still to be worked out. But do you do you have an empathy for the English cricketers, or do you think they should just suck it up? Are there still uh, plenty that are, are you still one of the people that says no, 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 suck it up, get out of here, uh, do what we need you to do? Uh, I'd love to get, just get the. Just get the test the temperature of the water on this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Time on, you'll say, on the news of the day, SEN. Uh one three hundred seven three six seven three six, the number to have your say on the news of the day. We were just talking Ash's test as it sits precariously at the moment. Will it or won't it go ahead? And I wanted to just run the pub test over it and get your view. Uh, are you empathetic to what the English players' concerns are? That where they've where they currently at at the moment. Uh, having uh, much more ability to come and go as they please uh, in light of their 
country's restrictions or lack thereof in regards to COVID and then coming over to here in a pretty intense uh, COVID bubble situation that they're really not keen to be a part of. Do you have empathy for that or do you just think they should suck it up and get over here? What's the general consensus uh, that we're feeling uh, about this at the moment? Uh, Rob Dog is in Ormond. G'day, Rob Dog. G'day, mate. How are you, Sammy, baby? I'm good, thank you, mate. Uh, what have you got for right. me? Okay. Um, I didn't test in two years, and I, I've got to be honest, I'd forgotten about the fact that we didn't go to South Africa for the bloody same reasons. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like, okay, they've got some fair concerns. So, look, I, I, I'm tipping what they'll probably do is they won't, they won't bring their best squad, but they'll bring a squad, but it's going to hurt. And I, I think, look, we've got to be a bit more... We've got to be big about this. I really... You know, I did tests and... That's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, Rob Dogg, and, and, and you're right. Just having and, and you can hear the way that Cricket Australia are talking about this. They are very conscious of not wanting to upset or offend. They are very aware that we cancelled that South African tour and we have talked about the fact that there's you know it's worth about 200 million dollars for us well South Australian cricket is in a very bad place and they were desperately in need of the money that would have come from an Australian tour um and and I'm not saying it was the right or the wrong choice it was just the choice that was made so it would be remiss of us to be lecturing other countries on how they should approach international touring uh, at the minute would be my view um and so we got to be careful and it looks like Cricket Australia are and all their language is that we understand we're working through it. We hear the concerns. Um, we're hoping to be able to reach an accommodation and an agreement. They're already probably not going to have Joffre Archer um, or Ben Stokes. Um, so they're already depleted from what uh, their their best team would be. So I, I don't think they'd want to bring a, a weaker squad than what it already appears that they'll have to bring. Um, but there's a lot of positivity around this and, and, and enough players and people saying in England they really hope that uh, the English team comes out here. It'll just be a matter of uh, how they uh, get that done. Uh, a couple off the text. Uh, if the tour goes ahead, I think we are going to be massively underprepared. I would hub all the state squads in either Adelaide or Perth just to get as much four-day cricket into the blokes as possible. Um, well, that's looking like what New South Wales and Victoria are going to do. They, they've given up being able to play against anybody else, uh, given border restrictions around the country. So Nathan Lyon, Will Bukowski, James Pattinson um, need to get some, some long-form cricket into them. So uh, New South Wales and Victoria now looking at whether they are able to play maybe a three-test Sheffield Shield or a three-Sheffield Shield match series against each other as a build-up for um, for the test summer ahead, given that as, as we ease the restrictions as vaccination targets are met, whether they can actually meet somewhere to play um, as many games as possible is being investigated at the moment, news uh, today has said. Uh, Joe's in Roeville. G'day, Joe. You want to talk Geelong and Jordan Clark? Yes, I do, Sammy. How are you going? Good, mate. Love your show. Love to talk to you again. Oh, it's lovely to hear from you, and thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, just Jordan Clark. Um, all I hear is Geelong and Fremantle. I mean, hypothetically, if there's another team out there that are interested in him, like maybe, say, Hawthorne or something like that, um, is it just going to be just between those two teams? Because I don't hear any much uh, any other thing, Sam. Yeah, that's where he's asked to go. So that's why um, that's, why that's where it's at. Um, he is a, a Mandurah boy. Uh, originally, uh, was picked 15 in his draft year in 2018. So uh, Fremantle initially offered uh, pick 27 for him. Geelong wanted Frio's pick eight, 
So they're um, a fair way apart. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, Joe, um, in Trade Evenings, which is up next from 7. But, uh, yeah, there's a bit of work to do there. And Geelong have sort of indicated they'd be happy to hold him to the last year of his contract and then see what can be done. But uh, Gary and Tim actually spoke uh, at length about this this morning. It was a really interesting chat uh, about Jordan Clark. This is uh, how they've both viewed it. What is he worth, Jordan Clark? If you look at Jordan Clark, um, the last three years, he's played uh, 32 games in three years. Mm -hmm. So he's gone 18 games in his first year, three in his second year, and 11 last year, last season, right? So is he a first-round pick or not? He was taken with a first-round pick, but right now is he a first-round pick? Well, not for me. He wouldn't be. No. That's what Geelong want for him. Of course they do. They they took him at 15. 15. Yeah. And, and and haven't been able to play him. So they've well, shown... haven't been able to play him. They haven't wanted to play yeah, him. Yeah, so they've shown their hand. He's he's not at our level. But for you to get him, <laughs> you can damn well pay. And that's the game. I get it. They'll get that deal done. Otherwise, they Will would have, they, though? They would have played Jordan Clark. Well, what, do you reckon they want to keep Jordan Clark on their list now? That well, they kept Tim Ke- well, they, t- they kept Tim Kelly, didn't they? Because he had a contract and they didn't, they didn't get a satisfaction. Factory deal. Tim Kelly was top five in no, the no, round. No, 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 I understand. So, no, but, no, no, but no, this, this is, is the point. About, no, this is about the satisfactory deal when somebody has an existing contract. Yeah, no, no, I disagree. Tim Kelly's in a whole different ball game. Of course you're going to dig your heels down, Tim Kelly, because he can win your Brownlow. Uh, it was a great chat. Uh, hear, the, the, hear it in full, sen.com.au. Gary and Tim going back and forth this morning about this. And, and the ducks and drakes that we play during trade is what makes it so fascinating. I mean, it's a great point. They, they both make very good points, as they always do. But I, Gary's 100% right that this is a guy that they haven't wanted to play. It's not that he's been injured. It's not that, um, you know, he hasn't been available. They've chosen not to play him, even though he was a pick 15 for them. But they haven't played him. So now to have your hand out wanting pick eight... Well, is he a better player now than what he was? I mean, yes, being uh, a few years in the system would mean that he would be. But, you know, has he increased seven picks in the draft from what his value is? It's a, it's, it is a great conversation. And, and it is part of the, the theatre of it all. I mean, it's like if you've ever gone in a negotiation on a used car with someone selling it. You'd think it was the greatest vehicle that's ever graced uh, 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 the bitumen. Um, but why are you selling it then? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's all of that that goes with it. It's all, <laughs> it's all the, 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 the posturing and the chest. It's all that, and that's why we absolutely love it. So we'll speak more about that um, in Trade Evenings, which is up from 7. Don't forget there's a different phone number for that, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight and 0419... Is it seven three? I've got to remember it. Zero four one nine one eight seven three two three. That's the text number for the next hour after seven. Uh, I know it can be a little bit confusing, but we're, to, we're going into a whole bunch of different markets. Hey, uh, Marza, stay right there. I'll come back to you on the other side of this. Still a couple of other things making news and a heap of text coming through in regards to uh, the England tour, the Ashes um, and, and people's viewpoint uh, on the stalling of negotiations at the moment. Uh, I'll be back on the other side of this. Uh, still time to take a couple of your late calls. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Off the text, Sam, Jordan Clark has been injured the last two years. Um, well, he had a couple of shoulder injuries at certain periods over the last couple of years, but he hasn't been injured for the duration of the last two years. And there's been plenty of times when he has been fit to play and hasn't been picked. Uh, so uh, earlier in the year, um, he... 
was uh, in for the first, I think, six rounds and then or five rounds and then was the medical sub and then um, wasn't in the, the, the senior side from about round nine on. I think he played the first four games and then he was relegated the medical sub for three. Um, yeah, so he spent some time in the twos as well and they preferred Sean Higgins to him on, on several occasions, even as the, the medical sub as well. So I hear your point that he has had some injuries over the last couple of years. I think he only played uh, three games in, in 2020, but after 18 games in 2019, uh, 11 games this year, but but certainly it hasn't been injury that's that's solely kept him out of the side, was my point. He hasn't been selected either when he has been fully fit to play. Um, do have empathy for the English team. Our own moronic states in Queensland and WA are not certain of moving forward uh, with regard to people movement in and out of the state and that conditions confinement. So uh, will be so how that can give the Poms any confidence about travelling. Keep the tour to the... Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> these aren't my words. The civilised states... Victoria, New South Wales, and then it's game on. Cheers, Wally Gator. I share empathy with the Australian, with the English cricketers' concerns. I wouldn't want to be away ages from my family. Uh, we know how they feel here. Zero th- sympathy for Australia. Uh, double standards by us when we pull out of the SA Tour and send a B team to the Windies. Stay home England, says Ron in Tatura. On one hand, I have empathy for the England players having been in multiple bubbles over the last two years, but when they go and play IPL instead of having a break, Dave in uh, Moronba. Um, yeah, several of them did pull out of the IPL for that reason, though, too, Dave. Um, uh, and there's an upside in all this, says Steve. We retain the ashes if there are no show. Uh, so that's uh, Steve in Brisbane's view on it. Muzzer in Geelong wants to talk ashes. Hello, old mate. Hello. Um, if England don't want it, or, or that's fine. Let them stay home. Um, go and invite the New Zealanders to come and play a, a, a series against us. And if they don't, let everyone play shield cricket. And um, see, it'll be the states, like it'll be state of origin because every state will have um, Australian players in it and the Shield cricket will actually get um, televised live into our lounge rooms and people actually might go back as kids play cricket because they've seen Shield cricket. I'll tell you what, Muzza, we, we certainly want to make sure that the Ashes go ahead, but you've come up with a couple of fantastic alternatives if the worst-case scenario is realised, and that's that England decide not to come. Uh, series against New Zealand would be brilliant, given they are the world champions at the moment. And I love the idea of... what. <laughs> Look, obviously, we absolutely want the Ashes to go ahead because it's the pinnacle, but exactly. there is something about there is something about having... Uh, the Sheffield Shield takes centre stage, which uh, has a great bit of nostalgia for me because I do remember the days when it was pretty darn big. Yeah, well, so do I. And I just think that um, kids kids that don't understand the Shield, if it's on telly at home or they can go to the game and watch it and see their heroes. I remember going to Kidinia Park and watching um, Alan Border and, and Merv Hughes bowling against Victoria and Queensland and... Um, the wind picked the, the side screen up, and but it was still wonderful. And I just think that I, I want the Ashes to go ahead, but if it can't, then invite New Zealand. And if that doesn't suit, well, then let's just have a summer of, of Shield cricket and Big Bash. Maza, thank you very much. Always great to hear from you and a couple of great suggestions if the worst-case scenario is realised. Yeah, I can remember when the touring side used to play against the state sides in regional areas as well. I remember England and the West Indies both coming to the QEO at Bendigo. Merv, I think, was injured but still came and got amongst the people because that's what he does, uh, the great man. Uh, we've just about run out of time. Hey, a couple of other little bits of news. Tim Clark, um, 
11 years of coaching experience elsewhere. Uh, he's recently been the Fords coach with the Gold Coast Suns, but he spent uh, several years uh, at the Blues and coached their midfield for three seasons uh, before heading elsewhere. Uh, 39 years of age, really highly regarded assistant coach. He's going back to the Blues as well, and Brad Miller heading to the Suns uh, as an assistant coach as well. Trade evenings up next. Don't forget that different number. We'll see you on the other side. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.